Today on Locked On Anaheim Ducks, we look back at some of the best moments of the 2019-2020 season by playing some old episodes. Join me on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's a clip show, folks. How's everyone doing? Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. And this is your podcast covering the Anaheim Ducks. And don't forget that you still will get fresh content about the OC's hockey team. And it is that time where we're still under quarantine. This is day, what, 40-something, 50-something that we're in the safer-at-home or stay-at-home order here in Southern California. Uh, Don't forget that you can hear this podcast or any of the shows on the Locked On Podcast Network via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher, or ask your smart device to play Locked On Anaheim Ducks and hope that you hear my dulcet tones on the other side. If you're listening already, make sure to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. And also check us out on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks or follow me personally at StimpyJD. Yes, this is going to be a bit of a clip show. Um, As I had mentioned before, I was not feeling 100% or even close to that. I am finally on the other side of it. I'm on the men's feeling much better now than I was this point two, three weeks ago. I'll admit that right now. And yes, I know that this coronavirus COVID-19 outbreak has taken a toll on a lot of us. I'm going to try to stay as positive as possible, and I'm still going to bring you fresh content at least no i'm not at least at least twice a week up to three times a week so be on the lookout for that that is the goal to have three new shows per week still this week we're going to look back at the best moments of the season today we're going to look back at some of the best moments for the anaheim ducks and tomorrow since it is a thursday and it used to be goals thursday We're going to look at the best moments from the San Diego Goals season tomorrow. But today, we're going to start with one of my favorite moments of the season. And this took place all the way back in November. Remember when Derek Grant was on the team? Yeah, the Elite 1C. He scored a hat trick at St. Louis. And in getting that hat trick, there was an interview after the game where Derek Grant had the, I guess, privilege of naming his buddy's firstborn child. I guess they had had some kind of bet going on where the Elite One C, if he ever got a hat trick, he would name his best friend's firstborn child. Well, Grant got the hattie. That means that he now gets to name his buddy's firstborn child. So I had Taylor Blake Ward come on the show and we discussed the hat trick and we discussed some possible baby names. So here's that clip coming to you right now no i i mean i think i've said it to everything that i want to say when it comes to Derek grant he's a guy that you could use on every line with every team i mean he's not a typical l1 kind of guy or an l2 kind of guy but i'll put him there some fans are using the hashtag elite one c yeah <laughs> yes I, absolutely I, I love that and screw the crosby kid give me Derek grant yes <laughs> But there's one more quote, and I haven't told you this, and I want to kind of surprise you with this um, if you didn't hear Monday show. Derek Grant was quoted as saying, yeah, I, I like that. 
and he said it's kind of funny. You know, my friend and I had a bet that if I got a hat trick this year, that I would name his firstborn. So <laughs> that's kind of like, um, did you see uh, the Xfinity Series championship at all? Yes. And um, uh, Tyler Reddick had a bet with his wife on what the name was, and if he won the championship, he'd get the name the child. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, heck, that's pretty. It's pretty cool if you get that opportunity, and but I love that stuff. Now all the pressure. J- J- you can never name my my children. Never. Damn it. <laughs> so. This puts a bunch of pressure on Derek Grant. So if you're in Derek Grant's shoes, what would be a great name for a firstborn, like a hockey-related name? If you, Hugh. What? Hugh. Hugh? Hugh Grant. <laughs> <laughs> um, a hockey-related name? Yeah. Zamboni. Would you really name a kid Zamboni? Zamboni Grant, that's a great name. <laughs> well, it it wouldn't uh, it wouldn't be his kid. It's for his friend. It's his friend's firstborn. So I don't know. Um, what, I don't know what the last name would be. What was uh, I name a Barnaby? That's not a bad name. I like Barnaby. Um, Barnaby I've, Grant. I've seen some people give the obvious answer. Name the kid Stanley. Like, yeah, that, yeah, that's too obvious. Maurice, Wayne, Mario. No, uh, give me Barnaby. Name him after Matt Barnaby, the greatest hockey player that ever lived. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. To- I love. I loved Matt Barnaby, man. I loved him. He just the that evil smile was so. <laughs> So cool. I loved Matt Barnaby. He was such a – I hate it. You know, like, like I, I hate Sean Avery. I hate uh, Rafi Torres, these guys. But Matt Barnaby just did it for me. He was the man. <laughs> I, I did enjoy watching Matt Barnaby play. It, it uh, Long retired. He's been retired for a few years now. But I remember he, – He was fighting somebody, and someone's just hitting him in the side of the helmet, and he's got this big old laugh, and he's looking at the bench just like <laughs> – you guys don't know what's coming yet. It's just like, I loved him. He was, he was such a jerk. (laughs) I mean, when I think of Barnaby, I think of his days with the Rangers and the Buffalo Sabres. Cause I, I loved, I love that Sabres team with hot, with the dominator with Barnaby on there. You know, they have to. And uh, who was, um, who was the Russian kid they had us? No, Samsonov was with, um, Boston. Boston. I was thinking of Samsonov. Yeah, that was those were fun times. Those were Matt Barnaby. There's your Matt Barnaby reference for the day. Barnaby Grant. That's my that's uh, my recommendation to Derek. You know what? If we can get the word out to Derek Grant, Barnaby would be a great first name for a firstborn child if it's a boy. But what if it's a girl? Uh, Barnaba. <laughs> <laughs> That one is a classic. Uh, And there's your Matt Barnaby reference for the week. Uh, Once again, thanks to Taylor Blake Ward for that. Uh, Another moment. I know the Ducks didn't have that many fantastic moments. This one isn't necessarily a moment, but I have to put this one in there because I had some great, great interviews this past season. And this was one of my favorite ones. I had made a prediction about the trade deadline going into that fateful day. 
And yes, the Ducks did come up pretty well on the trade deadline. And I happened to be recording at the time that Friday morning when I was on with the guys from Locked on Hurricanes. And I was just simply saying that it would be good if the Ducks got some first-round draft picks, and that's what I was hoping for. Well, little did I know that <laughs> that that wish would actually come true. As just two minutes after I had said that maybe the Ducks should go after a first-round pick, it's like they were telepathically listening because we had this moment take place on episode number 99 of the season. And this was where the Andre Kasha trade took place during recording. Here's that bit of audio. Is there any moves you would like to see the Ducks make? Uh, I know you mentioned like you would... You wouldn't mind seeing them just commit to tanking uh, for the rest of the season. But if they weren't to tank, is there anyone you want to see them bring in? Bring in? Maybe some draft picks. Yeah, draft picks. Any particular player you want them to go after that's still available? That's available? Eh. Mm -hmm. At this point of the season, it doesn't matter. They may as well go after Zach Bogosian and offer him Mm -hmm. peanuts. Because now he's <laughs> peanuts. Oh yeah! By the way, breaking news: Zach Bogosian just got waived by the Buffalo Sabers. So, oh yeah, yeah, he didn't report to the Amherst. Jared, is that what we got tagged in uh, by Oh the Zingalit on Twitter? Oh, I think, I this think. just came up. Bruins trade for uh, Andre Case. They got one of your oh, guys. Oh crap! Oh no! And there, and there uh, goes my change for there goes my David oh. Bex, Axel Anderson. <laughs> speaking of speaking of trade, trade. Well, <laughs> wow! This what is, is interesting. This is going to be part of my podcast. Uh, breaking news: The Ducks just made a deal with the Boston Bruins for David Backus. Axel Anderson and a 2020 first round pick for Andra Kasha. That's a good trade for Boston. That's a fan favorite that Anaheim is getting rid of. Yeah. But that's also a good trade for the Ducks. Yeah. I totally guess it is. (laughs) Backs. That's okay. Uh, Backs is a super uh, strong player. I'm, I'm excited for Anaheim. Excited for you yeah. guys. I remember uh, back in the summer uh, before Justin Falk got traded uh, to St. Louis, uh, he was one of the players that was uh, in the running to come here uh, for Justin Falk. Yeah. Obviously, that's yeah. not happening because I was going to bring that up. Like, you know, what do you think about him still coming here? You know, who could we send? You know, obviously, you get Trevor Van Riemsdyk out of here. Yeah. But. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, well, that's not happening now. Nope. All the players I wanted to see come here are not coming here. So this turns out to be a pretty good move for Boston because Andre Kasha is a heart and soul player, but he's also a valuable asset on that wing. So I think it's a good trade for both sides, but I would say that's a good trade for the Ducks because to get a first-round pick, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just as we said it, just as I said it, Go for some picks, and they got a pick first round. <laughs> they listened to you, man. They they heard you. They listened to you. 
Bob Murray. Is the FBI. They're like sending this stuff over. It's like, you know trade. I yeah, mean, yeah, good on Anaheim. That's awesome. Andre Kasha is going to be missed. He's going to be very missed. Yeah, right. But to get a yeah. first round out of that, that's pretty good. David yes. Backus is still a good player. Mm-hmm. And Anderson mm-hmm. can very much help out the San Diego goals in their possible playoff push, which I do think they will make the playoffs this year. Right. Uh, I guess. Uh, looking at the Boston Bruins, yeah, they have no cap space yeah. at all. So they needed to do this. For sure. I totally agree with that. <laughs> I can't believe that trade just happened. And that, That's pretty like, wild, man. That's that's awesome that it came out while we were going recording. off. Woohoo! <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that, that was funny to me. That's hilarious that I said that. Uh, yeah, that was a fun moment. Again, thanks to the guys from Locked on Hurricanes for that. Oh, that was just truly classic. And before we head into the first intermission, I want to tell you guys that Locked on Podcasts is doing everything they can to help you guys out. If you guys are looking to advertise on a local Locked on Podcast, if you guys are looking to get some advertising in this very show, Locked on Advertising is taking 50% off of its typical advertising fees. So be sure to check out LockedOnPodcast.com forward slash advertising. And let's get our team hooked up with your team to achieve Locked on Advertising success. So once again, check that out if you want to advertise on this show. All ads are half off. And if you want to check out some of the great offers that we have, check out LockedOnPodcasts.com forward slash offers and see what deals are going on. I know there's a great deal from DoorDash. If you check out the website, you can see the deals we have for DoorDash. I think there's a Postmates one that's very useful in this time of quarantine. So definitely check those out. And much more to come after the first intermission. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. So we're going over some of the best moments from this past season in regards to this podcast. Um, One of my favorite moments of this past season happened towards the end of the season. And this was directly after the trade deadline, after the Ducks made their seven trades. They had a game on February 25th against the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, they had to play against Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, but that wasn't the big story. The big story of that game was Sonny Milano. Yeah, Sonny Milano, who had just come over from Columbus previously with the Lake Erie Monsters, he had himself a day. So what happens? Coach Dallas Eakins calls a timeout right after the penalty is called. So it was a smart timeout. The Ducks would go four on three. And what would happen there? Well, first off, right before that, Connor McDavid drove in hard, hard to the net and Everybody thought that that was going to be a sure goal, but he was stopped by Gibson once again. So, in the power play, Sonny Milano would score the game-winning goal. Ryan Getzloff would go in deep, pass it off to a fairly open Henrique, who then passed it off to a more... Well, he didn't really pass it off. 
Henrique kind of went right towards the net. And a slight, maybe, I guess you can call it a pass. I don't know what to call that. But Henrique was trying to go towards the net, trying to make something happen. Passed it right towards the center of the goal crease. And right there was Sonny Milano to tip in the puck. Yeah, it was that kind of play. But that would be the game winner. Milano was at the right place at the right time. Anaheim would go on to win the game 4-3 in overtime. And Edmonton would only come away with one point on that game. Yeah, that was from the sunny side up without Hampus Lindholm podcast. That seems like so long ago now. But that was only February 26th, only about two months ago. One of my other favorite moments at the Ponda. I mean, I did love seeing Sonny Milano's debut at the Ponda that day. But another one of my favorite games was two days before the NHL shut down. Okay, I I do love live hockey. I will always love the roar of the crowd. This was a weird game and a weird roar that took place just two days before. This was all the way back in March. It's funny how I say all the way back. It seems like such a long time ago. But yeah, March 10th, it was Pride Night at the Pond. And that was a Tuesday night game against the Ottawa Senators. And what happened on this game? Well... Nick Delorier had just signed a two-year extension to the Anaheim Ducks, so they're going to keep him for a little bit longer. And how does he reward the Ducks fans? Well, by giving them quite a treat, by breaking a Ducks record. And let's go back in time to that podcast and listen to that right now. Guess what happened? The impossible happened. Nicholas Delorier got the natural hat trick, his seventh goal of the season, his third of the game, and the hats came flying down. If you follow the Locked on Ducks Twitter, you can see the resulting picture afterwards. This was early in the game, too. On that picture alone, I counted about, let's see, 5, 7, 10, 13, 15, at least 20 hats. Despite the small crowd, there were plenty of hats already on the ice. There were several... Many fans that had not even arrived at the game yet, and they missed the best part of it all. Nick Deloria got the natural hat trick only 11.49 into the game to make it 4-0 Anaheim. Five shots, four goals allowed. It was that bad for Hogberg. He had one save. He had one save to his name, and he allowed the hat trick. Hogberg just did not have a good day. That was not his game at all. And credit to Delorier for being at the right place at the right time on that last goal, kind of trickling that in. And he was pumped. You could see Delorier smiling, grinning from ear to ear like just a little kid in a candy store. On the Jumbotron, he was just laughing, chuckling, going, what the hell did I just do? This is not like me. I've got to admit, that's still one of the most unexpected games that I've ever been to. I didn't expect to see a hat trick when I walked into the Ponda that night. I certainly did not expect to see Nick Delorier get a hat trick. A hat trick in the first period. A natural hat trick. Yet Nick Delorier usually skates with a rocket up his ass because he just bolts out of that bench so quickly. But to see him get that hat trick, I mean... I was surprised. I think a lot of people were surprised and delighted by that hat trick. Once again, taking place on March 10th. 
Yeah, that that was a fun night at the Ponda. And finally, uh, two more moments that I really liked, not just on the season, but on this very podcast. Um, I had the honor and privilege of having some great interviews throughout the season. And two of my favorite interviews uh, took place... Well, one of them took place very early on in the season. And this was with the Ducks Spanish language commentator, Jesus Cerate. Now, for those of you that don't remember... The Ducks had Dia de los Muertos night all the way back on November 1st when they played the Vancouver Canucks. And that had a very memorable ending where Ryan Getzloff scored the game-winning goal in overtime against the Vancouver Canucks. Very memorable event. And probably one of my favorite interviews that I've ever done. Uh, This was Jesus Cerate's conversation with me a few months ago. So let's take a listen to that right now. Well, I, I really enjoy every sport. I'm a big sports guy, but uh, for for hockey, for hockey, uh, one thing I really like about it is that it, it's so fast. Uh, it, it doesn't. You have to pay attention like every time. You you pay attention obviously in all sport, right? But what I mean yeah. by that is you have to uh, be really really focused, especially on the on the puck, because it moves so fast and any <laughs> any minor distraction to. <laughs> You lose sight of the puck, and you, you you don't know where it is. But but I really like it. I mean, it's a really uh, uh, fun fun sport. Uh, uh, the fans, uh, the atmosphere once you're there in the in the in the arena. I mean, it's really it's really fun. Yeah, and I guess just a couple of final questions. Um, you got to announce last night's game, the Dia dos Muertos night at uh, at Honda Center, and it was a very good game. You had the Ducks and the Canucks. And I listened to the call last night when Ryan Getzloff scored the goal. How excited were you for that game-winning goal in overtime? Yeah, uh, last night I did caller uh, for Erwin. Erwin did the the play by play, and we 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 both actually were very excited. Erwin like uh, was super excited with that goal. Uh, it was a great call by by him uh, with that goal for for Getzloff. I remember him saying El Capitan, so everybody was. <laughs> was very very excited for for that and me too you know at that at that point it can you imagine like uh doing doing the ducks doing that uh that for the first time having a a game in spanish for the first time and it was actually a, a very great a, a good game you know going to overtime the way they finish uh, and and winning that game with with that great goal and with a special player like like getzlaf who's almost uh who's gonna be playing in his one one thousand games when he plays against uh, Chicago, so everything was perfect. Uh, great, great, great event. I, I really, I really love it. <laughs> he was definitely very happy to be part of that one. I do sincerely hope he comes back next year for Dia de los Muertos. I hope he comes back every year because the Anaheim Ducks, there, they do have some Spanish fans out there, and for them to finally get a Spanish language announcer, even if for just one game. I would love to see him come back for more than a game or two. Maybe when football season is over with the 49ers, maybe he can come back for a game in February or March. I would love to see the Ducks have some more of these Spanish language broadcasts personally. So that was a favorite interview of mine. Another favorite interview that I had earlier this season had to do with my buddy S. Preston. Uh, This was having to do with his artwork at the All-Star Game, but we ended up chatting a little bit about hockey as well. So I'm going to leave you with a little bit of that interview as well. So let's take a listen to that 
right now. When it's the Stanley Cup playoffs, then it's always hockey. Yes, obviously. It's the best playoffs. Oh, absolutely. Of, of all of them. So. Out of all the sports. I agree. Stanley Cup playoffs are the best out of all of them. Uh, what are some of your favorite, I guess, hockey memories in general? Uh, well, my very first hockey game was Kings versus Canucks. Uh, that would have been the one Cliff Ronning scored in double overtime and and threw the threw the Whoa. stick over. Uh, that was my own, that was my very first hockey game. I also got to see Wayne Gretzky that time, Luke Robitaille. Um, I, I, before then, I, I hadn't seen a hockey game, so that was I I, I don't I'm not going to guess the year. It's maybe eighty eight, eighty seven. Uh, around that era. So. It's around the same time for me. My first hockey game was at the Forum because the Ducks had not existed yet. Oh, yes, right. So my, so my first hockey game was also Luke Robitaille, Wayne Gretzky, you know, D- Dion, yeah. all those guys. It was fantastic hockey. Well, when I moved down here, was, this was uh, eight years ago, I didn't realize that how big of an impact that the Kings had on the hockey growth in Southern California mm-hmm. and then how the Ducks vaulted that, like, right away into the Orange County area and, and that growth everyone was a King slash Ducks fan around here and I start I like I jumped in started playing in Anaheim Ice I play I used to play three times a week um, everyone's Kings and Ducks they're diehards here they are I mean back in the 90s there wasn't the rivalry that there is now because yeah. back then it was more friendly because you know the Ducks were the new kid on the block we're happy to have hockey here all of a sudden it's turned once the Ducks won their first championship in 2007 that's when it began to turn a little bit where ah, you see bitter yes. Kings fans and then the Kings won two in three years yeah so now they've won two so, so they kept on holding this over each other's heads right yeah and- each, each fan base has something to hold over their heads which I'm grateful for because I love the rivalry personally I love it it is better than Dodgers Angels this is the rivalry <laughs> here it is the it rivalry is. here it is uh, yeah no but I Coming here, um, as me being a naive Canadian and us generalizing blanket Americans, like, oh, you guys don't know hockey? When I got down here, whoa, hockey's huge here. It's, I mean, the Violent Gentlemen are down here. The, the, both teams, when I came down here, the worst, the hardest road trip was through Southern California. Um, so that, and then on this, it was a solo every night, everywhere I went. And it was, hockey is well-loved here. Um, it is. And you got the eight rinks, the, the rinks, the four rinks that are that got built in, in Great Irvine, Park, guys. Great Park. It is well and live here. It's awesome. I mean, I saw the crowds for the collegiate game a few weeks ago between Harvard and ASU. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was huge. That was a sellout on Saturday's game and a near sellout on Sunday's game. Which was fantastic. Yeah. That's, uh, that. Before I started recording, you had mentioned that there was a hockey memory that you remember regarding oh, the Olympics my, oh, and yes. certain players. So we were chatting about um, that I really didn't get Getz, Laughing Perry when I first came here. They're, they were good, and I saw their stats and everything. I mean, Perry was a little bit of a, was an annoying guy playing our Canucks every year. <laughs> um, so I didn't like them, and I didn't get them. I had no idea. And then, and then the 2010 Olympics happens. And I watched them actually wearing my colors, me being Canadian, um, and playing for us. And I think they were on the third line, and they dominated yeah. constantly. And I, I had this massive now appreciation for those two guys. Now that they're not as good anymore, I still have I still have this this great admiration for what kind of players they were and what they meant to this team. Right. Um, Corey Perry, yeah, love him or hate him. I think you're saying <laughs> that all Ducks fans kind of love him or hate him. But I mean, to have him wear your jersey. Uh, that must have been an honor. Yeah, for that long, too. Because you mentioned that you one of your other favorite players was someone in juniors 
Oh yes. Well, Sidney Crosby was was a god when he came when he in Canada. He was all the way up when he was 13 years old. He was recognized in Canada as the next great one. So um, in juniors, it was uh, the Frontenac, uh, the Oceanic uh, Ramuski Oceanic versus uh, London Knights in the finals of the, of the Memorial, the Juniors Memorial Cup, and. Um, everyone in the country was rooting for Crosby to, to win his her, his Memorial Cup, and <laughs> and Corey Perry just smashed the crap out of it, and they won it. So, <laughs> once again, thanks to S. Preston for taking part in that interview from about four three months ago now. Wow, time really flies, and time has certainly flown on this podcast. I know it's a clip show. Yes, for most of this week, it's going to be clip shows, just like all your favorite sitcoms have had clip shows when there's nothing else to talk about. This podcast, we're going to do the same thing. I mean, yes, this week we are looking back on the best moments in the team. But instead of just me talking for about 20 plus minutes, I figure let's have some guests on from the past, you know, bring up some old clips. That's just kind of my way of doing it and looking back on the season. Uh, Tomorrow, we're going to look back on the goals season. And there's some pretty fun moments from there as well. Um, Some moments... For the goals, we got to talk about the key for Sutherland hat trick, the All Star game, Anthony still Lars standing on his head, and of course, '80s night. '80s night to me is still one of the best promotions in all of minor league hockey that the goals did this past season. So definitely check out tomorrow's clip show for some more fun. Uh, don't forget that you can hear this podcast or any of the previous episodes on the Locked On Podcast Network via Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify or Stitcher, and be sure to rate, comment, and subscribe if you have not already. And once again, let's bend the curve. Let's all stay indoors, enjoy some classic hockey, and enjoy the podcast. I want to hear from you all. I do want to have a mailbag at some point next week, so I'll put that post out on LO underscore Ducks on Twitter, or follow me personally at StimpyJD. Once again, LO underscore Ducks on Twitter, and StimpyJD, also on Twitter. So be sure to check that out. And if you want to talk hockey, email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll be back tomorrow. We'll be back at it for Locked On Anaheim Ducks. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great day, continue practicing social distancing, and stay safe, Anaheim.